You can either uh, learn from it, like Braden has said, and the young guys are going to learn from it, and the program's going to find a foundation here in the first year. Or, you know, I, I think that there will be some people that, uh, you know, probably have to exit the program, and they're going to get guys in there that want to, uh, want to be there. What it do, Super fans? This is your host, Jay Peasy, formerly number 27 on the field, but always number one in your hearts. Here with me today, you know who it is, my right-hand man, number nine on the field, our captain and fearless leader, the Braden Wait Room Willie Willis. And this is the podcast on the prairie. Be Willie. Hey. Hey, brother. If it's one thing that you can rely on me for is to bring the enthusiasm. For sure. No doubt. All right. So, uh, doesn't matter the results of this weekend. I'm going to show up and show out regardless. All right. So Always. You, you can, you can rely on Jay Hall to give you some good entertainment, at least for the next 30 minutes. All right. So lock in with me. If you're, uh, in the car or uh, if you're using us for background noise or if you're paying attention to the podcast at all, we or appreciate you. Or yeah, whatever, whatever you're doing, uh, we appreciate you uh, tuning in. So right. And sometimes I don't think people understand what really goes into playing H back, bro. You have to be able to play everything. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you have to be able to run, you have to be able to catch you have to be able to pass pro. You got to run block. Uh, you got to be in line, wing, split out. And I mean, yeah. in this, you know, this year's situation, you got to be able to throw a little bit. So you got to do a lot. <laughs> hey, man, that's kind of like our friends at Plainview Legal Group. They practice a lot of different types of law and do them all well. Plainview Legal Group focuses primarily on property law and business matters, including eminent domain, inverse condemnation, real estate transactions, oil and gas title examination, adverse possession, quiet title, and other boundary disputes. Plainview Legal Group also handles estate planning and probate from simple wills to proving undue influence. Additionally, their attorneys negotiate, draft, review, litigate all kinds of commercial contracts for individuals and businesses across various industries throughout Oklahoma. To schedule your free consultation, visit their website at www.plainviewlegal.com. Give them a call at 405-310-0183 or email them at info at plainviewlegal.com. Please see show notes for important disclaimer information. Birthday boy. How old you turn this weekend? Your birthday was? November Friday. 11th on Friday. Yeah, Friday. Yeah, Friday. Um, I turned the big two, three, Jordan year, uh-huh. as they would say. Um, but yeah, turned 23 on Friday. It's a nice little birthday. Mm-hmm. And well, really, it was just nice because, it, you know, the people in my life, you know, checking on me and everything. But other than that, I was traveling the whole day, you know. So, but other than that, it was good. Yeah. Um, you were all over Twitter, bro. I was like, this is the biggest birthday celebration that the <laughs> the OU team has had this year. And like, this boy's name is getting so many likes. It's a great yeah, day. Know. It was it was pretty cool. And then my mom yeah. said something. My mom has almost become more popular on Twitter than me because she's a lot more active than me. I noticed uh, that. Yeah, she's a lot more active than me. She responds to everybody. Yeah. Uh, you know, so if y'all want to interact with someone, go talk to my mom because I'm not on Twitter right now. <laughs> but my mom is and she will interact with y'all. But don't be talking crazy to my mama now because I will come. Yeah. But yeah. That's so funny that you said that because I noticed that here lately. I'm like, she is enjoying this Twitter run that she's on, you know, posting after the games, telling you happy birthday. I see her in the comments. I'm like, she's just spreading the love, bro. 2000 likes on her, on my, her me, our birthday post of me. Sorry. But yeah. So I was like, okay, mom got a little clout. Yeah. How did that make you feel? How did seeing all those numbers 
on your day because bro like it's one thing to go earn it like it's one thing to you know play a game and know that you did good and people acknowledge but for people to acknowledge you on your day just for you just mm-hmm. for being you you know we talked about last week how we didn't celebrate our birthdays very much does it make you feel any any particular way or are you just grateful yeah not in any particular way i'm just grateful you know it's pretty cool to see but you know at the end of the day like i treat you know criticism on the football field and everything else in life the opinions that matter most to me are the people that are closest to me you know so my mom dad my closest family and friends so that mm-hmm. that's what really means the most to me so i got you know the the uh, birthday wishes and uh checkups and everything from them that i needed so it was nice yeah. any any gifts any nice things I did. I did. Uh, yeah. A little out of reach right now. Should I go get them? Yeah, bro. Go ahead. Go get your right, right. show sooner nation. What type of gift you're working with on your birthday for those watching on YouTube? Yes. I got a couple of gifts. I don't know if y'all can hear me. So the first one is this really cool painting that my best friend got me. And if you're on YouTube, you can see this. If you're not, go on YouTube and go see it real quick. Or we'll probably have a clip of it. I don't know. But That's yeah, nice. whether you get away from it, it looks like an actual picture. And then, but it's a it's a painting. Yeah. You see the ref right there, and you know the little boom, boom stick that they be shooting, and all uh-huh. that other stuff. It's actually really cool. That's cool. That's genuine. Who yeah, who, who, is, who made that? Uh, my best friend Lena. Ooh. Elena. <laughs> <laughs> and then last but not least, as my mom would call it, a little friend of mine sent me flowers. <laughs> Every color is blue. So she sent flowers. So we, we name Lena, but we don't name this friend. Now that's earned. That's earned. Okay. That that privilege is earned. You know, that that's that's trials and tribulations and you know, yeah. that's that's earned. You know, it's a little bit no, too. I, I I will say Lena Lena has been around for the podcast for a while. She's a fan favorite. Yes, no doubt. No doubt. So that you know, that's earned. That's well, earned. I'm glad you had a, a good birthday, bro, outside of uh the Saturday result. Yeah. Um since last week, since we last recorded last Thursday, it's funny, I was talking to a friend of mine and she went to Vegas. And she was telling me how she had a great time and saw all the shows and did everything Sin City has to offer. <laughs> and she was like, how has your past couple of days been? And I was like, uh, I took some kids to school. We put up Christmas decorations. <laughs> uh, we made tacos the other night. <laughs> Fatherly duties. Brotherly duties, <laughs> if, you, if you will. I'm like I, I sound like a dad, honestly. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's funny because I enjoy it. Like I'm, I'm happy with the simple things, you know. I, I don't mind. So you're gonna be a great father. Yeah, yeah for years, years down the line, though. You don't need no. I yeah, don't need no little Jay soon. Little Jay Hall's running James around soon. yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I told her, I was like, you know, I've been studying. I have, uh, remember I told you I was preparing for a test. Mm-hmm. Uh, my test is Thursday. My Ooh. series three exam is Thursday. So I'm excited. I'm ready. I still have some more practice tests to take. So, um, I'll keep you guys updated on that. But outside of that, bro, um, I've I've had a I've had a, a nice simple weekend. Jay, can you remember a time in college where you gave the ball away and what did that feel like? Honestly, bro, I fumbled last year versus Kansas, but I recovered the fumble, so it's all good. You know, that's a horrible feeling. It's kind of like the feeling when you have to pay rent every month. You're basically paying someone else's mortgage. Everyone pays for a place to call home. So why not pay yourself? When you pay the mortgage on a house that you're purchasing, you lower the amount you owe and you build equity as the home increases in value. That's more money for you. Find out today what mortgage loan amount you qualify for by calling Matt with the McDaniel Mortgage Group at 214 214- 
435-1988 or visit www.appwithmats.com with two T's. He will explain the mortgage process and get you ready to buy your new home. And after you find out how much house you can purchase, contact Phil Anthelene with Wed Properties Group. Call them at 405-322-5632. Phil Anthelene Webb and their team are waiting to take you shopping for your new home. Let's work together to find the house that meets your needs and fits your budget. You might be able to celebrate the holidays in your new home. That would be a present hard to top. Man, ha- have you been on Twitter? Like you, I-, I know you said earlier that, yeah, okay. All right, I, I figured you haven't been on Twitter. Bro, I didn't tweet a thing on Saturday because I didn't want to participate in the negativity. You know, there's nothing, nothing, no insight. There's literally nothing I could have said on Saturday. Anything I would have posted would have been for the likes, you know? So right. I, I refrained from saying anything. I think I might have liked one or two negative things about how I, I think our our special guest, as a matter of fact, that's coming on had said something about it being an all-time low for center football and just just not a lot of, a, not a lot of positive feedback going on right now, bro. So tell us what you saw, what all you're thinking. I know you, you don't shy away from this. It's you kind of take on the the attitude of it is what it is. And we are who we are right now. So what you thinking? What are your thoughts? Yeah. Like you said, I mean, we are who we are obviously not very good right now. Um, five and five, boy, that's ugly. That's that's just, that's ugly. Yeah. That does not sound good at all. Uh, I think I might have saw something that said we're the worst team in the Big 12. I'm not really sure, but that's also very uh yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, at the end of the day, we're not very good right now and you know, we're trying to find answers on both sides of the ball. You know, it's it's weird because it's I know we come on here and I know people are probably tired of hearing us say the same things, but a lot of this stuff is stuff that we can control. And that's the most unfortunate thing about the majority of this season is that, I mean, obviously you can't control TCU and Texas really, you know, I mean, what are the things we could do better? Definitely. But in a situation where you lose your guy like that, you know, it, it, you know, that's, that's football. That's, you know, so that's just sometimes how the dice roll, but in all the other games, literally in every single other game, we've had the chance to really control our own destiny, and uh, we've we failed to do it. Um, and you know, one thing I told to the underclassmen: we have a leadership council uh, with old guys, old leaders, you know, middle class leaders, so sophomore, juniors, and then you got some freshmen, some younger leaders in there. You know, just trying to develop leaders throughout the seasons and, you know, just throughout their career. And I was telling, you know, some of the middle class and younger guys that I was like, hey, y'all, this isn't this isn't OU. okay? like I don't want y'all to to sit here and see the kind of season that we're having, the struggles that we're going and be like, oh, man, this is just a school that I came to. No, this isn't OU. I said that, you know. There, it, it's hard to look at. It's hard to look at silver linings and things like this, you know. Especially because we put so much emphasis on this, and we put our lives into this. We, you know, we pour our heart and soul into everything, into the season. But the silver lining of this is the way I told the guys is the reality of it is we've played in a whole bunch of games, we've won some good games, and we've lost in a variety of different ways. We've got blown out. We've had close games. We lost this game at the end of the game, game-winning field goal. We've lost, you know, trying to come back, onside kick, didn't convert. We lost in a variety of different ways. And if there's any silver lining is that the guys, the young guys that are seeing this have seen the different stuff that goes into losing. And I think that you said that uh, a couple weeks ago, to first, you know, be able to win first, you have to learn how to not lose. And so being able to see, you know, some of the mistakes that we made this year, I think going forward, those mistakes won't be made. You know, I think that's the most important lessons that we got to learn, 
right? So for the, I told for the guys, like, this is an OU. Don't expect to lose. We don't expect to lose here. We expect to win every game that we're playing in. And not expecting it as in people are going to lay down. We're expecting it because of the work that we put in, the, you know, the grind that we put in, and the overall commitment that we have to this, you know, great university, right? So I just told them, you know, just stay the course. Just, you know, believe different because this isn't us. And all the variety, all the situations, learn from them. So next year when y'all, because me and you, both of us been here, you know, we're, you know, at you for a couple of years and we've been through every type of different games that there there's been, you know, there that you can go through. And most of the times we came out on top of those games. Right. And, uh, it's just a learning process for those young guys. It's going to, you know, allow them to go out there see the situation, be like, oh, remember last year we did this, not going to do that again, learn from it and be better. So, you know, I don't have much to say about the actual game itself. But one thing that I noticed listening to you talk is your belief and your care for the program. You know, what you just talked about is is not I, I, I and, and and what the team has to do to to improve, to make your season better, to 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 give you an, a, a senior happy tale ending. What you just discussed and explained to us is your care for these young guys and their futures and the future of the program. You know, I don't want Sooner Nation to confuse what you said with you giving up giving up yeah and some people especially as of late what i've learned is that when things are bad it's like the the sky is falling Uh you know we always say things are never as good as what they seem and things are never as bad as what they seem and that still holds true even when the bad is bad, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't mean that you're terrible. It just means you're not where you want to be. And for you to see that, recognize that, keep your composure as a leader and take the time to talk to the young guys before your before your ending, before your time is over, is important because you're you're feeding into the future generation. And that's something that I wish the fans would see, you know, that the, the negativity is not always the answer. You know, right. we say it all the time, positivity on the podcast. And that's not just because we're avoiding the negativity, but that's just the attitude that you have to have in life. The that more you hang that. on to the, the downfall or something, the more energy you're 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 outputting into the world the more energy you're taking out of yourself to put into that negative energy and so uh it's it's not my job to criticize my criticism has no inf- impact on, on on you you know but it, at the mm-hmm. same time it's a fan's job to be a fan if, if that's one of what they want to do then that's what they want to do we're going to do what we're going to do which is reflect and share our thoughts and you're going to do what you're going to do which is reflect be better and continue to improve in all aspects. So, yeah, I respect right. where you're coming from. And uh, hopefully there will continue to be some form of silver lining moving forward. Yeah. You know? I mean, you know, the I know people don't want to really hear this right now, you know. Yeah. I mean, but, yeah. But, you know, you take a couple plays, a couple plays go differently on the year. You take a five and five record and you make it what? maybe seven and two or how many games we play eight and two, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, situations you can't control, take them out the equation. We just are better in other situations. You know, you're talking about eight and two going into the 12, going possibly having a chance to, you know, just the way stuff shakes out, but also going to a good bowl game. But yeah. And like you said, I don't want people to confuse it with, 
with me giving up on the season, if anybody knows me, I don't give up on anything. And, you know, I don't give up on anything. I'm going to fight till it's through. But I, like you said, I, I do have a deep, you know, um, love for this university, my teammates and this coaching staff. And I think, I think they're going to do well. I just think that it, it takes time. And I, one thing I would ask the, the fans to do is just, just, just be a little patient, you know? Um, I mean, it's a cliche, but Rome wasn't built overnight and you just kind of, kind of have to have patience with things like this. Like guys are learning, you know, and you know, it sucks that I am not being, I'm not going to be able to be a part of something like that my last year, but Overall, I think I want to leave. I think I'm going to leave this this university in a better place than it was. Like you know, I wouldn't say when I inherited it, you know, but like when I inherited it last year. Talking about like the the change of the errors, you know what I'm saying? With the you know going into Coach Venables era, that's the thing that that's the thing that I want most from this season is to finish the season the right way and just give him a stepping stool to take the next step next year mm. you know not even in him when i mean him and obviously i say coach venables when i mean him i'm talking about them my my players you know my my younger classmen the coaching staff all the all that good stuff so you know just you know ain't no reason to sit up here and be negative negative you know like you said that's a fan's job but you know to criticize it but ain't no reason to sit up here and be negative it it, it really don't do nothing you know just, you know, stay patient, be positive, and pour into these young guys because it means something. You couldn't have said it any better. Ladies and gentlemen, coming up next, we got an interview with our guy. You all know him, Eddie, Eddie R. That's what I'm not going to attempt his last name. Eddie R. coming up next. They are. Bald men are usually great men. Just think about it. I mean, you got The Rock. My grandpa. I mean, my, my, my dad. Hey, bro, I wouldn't be surprised if one or multiple of those people use Freebird grooming. Freebird is on a mission to take out the hassle out of head care. Why? Because for too long, bald people have been left with subpar options when it comes to shaving and caring for their heads. They are here to change that by making head care easy and accessible. Are you still using an old school razor to shave your head? Don't. Razors were designed to shave flat surfaces, not curved domes. Avoid painful nicks and cuts with a shaver actually designed for the head. Razors shave too close, often under the skin, so hair comes back as uncomfortable, irritating ingrowns. Flex Series Electric Shaver is amazing. And for all my texting people, just imagine like a little fire emoji right there. It shaves 50% more hair in a single stroke compared to old school razors. Baby smooth shaves, shaves in three minutes or less. And it is waterproof. Shave wet or dry, even in the shower. For upcoming holidays, birthdays, or just because, get yourself the best shaver of your life. Freebird is giving our listeners an exclusive discount. Visit myfreebird.com forward slash prairie for 20% off. That's myfreebird.com forward slash prairie for 20% off today. All right, Sooner Nation, you probably already know who it is based off the title. Coming in at 5'8", still growing, hopefully to hit six foot was 200 and whatever pounds, but now he's a little under 200-something pounds. He's lost 70 pounds over the past, I don't know, how many. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there we go, Alex, with the special effects. Hailing from, I actually just forgot. Oklahoma just, City. Yeah, there we go. Four or five. OKC. Four oh. or five, BLC. Yeah, y'all hear the man, Eddie Rodazovich. Baby, thank you for coming on to the podcast. And that guys, what's happening? How are we? I, this is, this is a, a career highlight for me getting invited on this. This is a, this is amazing. I, I, I never thought I would we'll yeah. try to not make it as awkward as possible, bro. We appreciate you, bro. Because honestly, we, <laughs> I didn't appreciate think it. we would get this far. Like, no, honestly, no, it's been like, awesome. It's been, it's been awesome watching you guys kind of uh, grow this thing over the last year and a half. So it's been pretty cool. Two years now, yeah. I guess. Two years. It's yeah. insane. But, Believe it or not, bro, we're still just winging it. Like, we get on here half the time. We're like, what are we going to talk about? Dude, that's the way I do a radio show every day. I mean, it, we, don't, <laughs> we don't do any planning. We probably should. It probably shows during the show, but it, it works hey. out sometimes. Just wing it. That's the way you got to do it. Sometimes bro, that's, that's the best way. That's yeah. right. That's right. Sometimes I'm asking Alex. I'm like, bro, what are we going to – because Alex, 
well, what we used to do, we always had like a plan, right? Yeah. And then this year we kind of got comfortable because we were doing so good at improvising. And now we're like, you know, we should probably like prepare before we get on here. <laughs> I think it's good having like an outline or a basic idea of what you want to say. Uh, like with daily radio, it's like we know like what we're going to talk about each day. And yeah. uh, so we don't like plan everything out. But at the same time, I think that it's, you know, I like the a conversation or I like to listen to a conversation more when it's not like a robot. Like we need to hit this, this, this and this. Yeah, that's what I feel like. I feel like the reason people listen to our stuff is because it's genuine. We sit on here and we have a conversation. We talk. Right. We say what we actually mean. You know, it's not like you say robotics. So, right. It works. No, it's that I'm 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 the exact same way. And I like podcasts that aren't like that planned out bull. Whatever. I don't know if you guys cuss a lot on yeah. this, but I won't. I won't say anything. No, you're. you're <laughs> I won't. Good, I, I will censor myself, which is good for you guys. Thank yeah. you, sir. Yeah. Well, before we move on, you must know, I know you're a crazy guy based off of all your tweets and uh, we're, we're not going to curse or say anything appropriate on this interview. Okay. That's, hey, that's right. That's right. I, <laughs> I promise. I, I know the FCC when they're listening on the radio, so we can uh, probably work around some of the words that we'll use or would be intended Bro. to use. Eddie, thank you once again for coming on to the podcast, man. Absolutely. But- the people kind of are familiar with who you are and you are, you know, Sooner Scoop, Franchise, Oklahoma, Morning Show, all of that. But does I don't know. Does everybody know how you got to where you are? Like, I, I don't know your story, you know. Uh, and, yeah. I mean, I, I grew up in Oklahoma City, uh, yeah. you know, family, season ticket holders for Oklahoma football games. Uh, so I grew up around it. Uh, went to OU, obviously, graduated in 2010. Uh, and then started working like I was working for Rivals.com during college yeah. uh, with like Jeremy Crabtree and those guys. And like I have like these notebooks that I remember like he would he would basically send me five, six guys numbers a week. And they're all West Coast uh, high school recruits. And I would call them uh, during like, you know, after nine o'clock because I could get done with school and get done with everything. And that was like back in the day. And this, this is probably just how much, ch- uh, you know, recruiting has changed over the last, you know, 10, 15 years, just as far as like those updates at the time were like big deals. And now it's like all the information yeah. on everybody's so far out there that, you know, it, not that necessarily people don't care, but you don't have to do those types of updates. Like the style of reporting has changed. Uh, but like I have these notebooks and it's, it's, it's crazy going back through and like Cam Newton, when he was coming out of high school, uh, you know, just guys that like you would never even imagine that like what they would have turned into. So uh, started working for rivals in college. And then, you know, when I graduated from OU, Kerry Murdoch and Josh McQuestion hired me, been doing it for 10 years since. So it's, it's kind of crazy seeing a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff here over the last, I don't know, I guess decade of covering OU football and basketball and yeah. baseball and stuff. So it's, well, it's been thing, fun. It's been a good ride. One thing I will say, I appreciate about you and even in this interview now, bro, is your enthusiasm. You know, yeah. I, I always tell people you may not be, not, you you may not be do, doing something the right way, right? People may not even have a clue about what you're talking about. But as long as you're doing it with some enthusiasm, with some umph, with some care, some 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 genuineness, people will be attracted to your product. And I think that's something that you bring to the Oklahoma space on Twitter. Like when, right when I think of you and 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 what you post and the information and, and the way you convey it to your audience. I don't even think about what you actually do. Honestly, I forget half the time, like just being real. I, I yeah, think no. about the, the, the smile that you bring to my face whenever I'm scrolling through your page and, and that type of deal. That's, that's why we follow you. The same reason why Braden said people listen to us, just the casual conversation. That's, that's why I follow you. Just the, yeah. the casual energy where does that come from like do you just have a passion for reporting? well uh i mean i guess so no i appreciate all those uh those kinds of words i you know i think that there is a certain level of realness that comes uh that you probably don't get a whole lot on social media or that you do get on the other side of social media as far as people that uh have a general fakeness about them and right. i i don't know i like I, I try to convey you know if you come up and see me you know at a bar or wherever in oklahoma city or at a game in norman I'm trying to be the same person that I am on Twitter. I hope that comes across for a lot of people. And I think that, you know, nowadays there are 
I, I think a lot of, you know, people, obviously they get into the business for, you know, different reasons, various reasons. Uh, I, you know, I, I think I truly kind of love what I do. I, I'm pretty lucky to do what I do. I think it's one of those things that like, there was a reality that hit me when I was probably a freshman or sophomore in high school that was like, you're probably not going to be a, a, a very good athlete. You're not going to be playing division one football anytime soon. So, uh, you know, I it had to make the decision and that's kind of what I always wanted to do was get into broadcast radio, uh, type stuff and to be able to, you know, kind of stay home and do it, uh, you know, in an area that I love and grew up in, uh, you know, it's been a lot of fun. And I think that there is a certain level of, I don't know, like maybe understanding. I and mean, I'm sure this is the same way at every university, just as far as you understand the fan base, you kind of know what they're going through during uh, during the highest of highs and during the lowest of lows, obviously. And, uh, you know, I, I think that that's why, and I think, you know, media as a certain level has changed over the last five, 10 years with the way that games are covered, the way that, uh, you know, sites cover games, who covers games. And I think that, you know, fan, the fans want to be able to have a connection back into the program. And, you know, if I can be somewhat of a, a go-between or a bridge for that, yeah. uh, it's been, you know, I, I, that's kind of what we look at. But at the same time, I do think that, you know, I, I take pride in what I do. I don't want to be a homer. I don't want to be somebody that's going to kiss everybody's ass when everything's not going well. So yeah. it, uh, right. you know, it, it is what it is. I, I've, I've really, uh, I've really enjoyed kind of the ride that everything's been on here for the last couple of years, though. So if you, Braden, and I were to go to the corner, specifically Logies, yeah, go grab us a couple Crown and Cokes. You'd be the yeah. same Eddie on Twitter as you would right then and there, huh? Yeah, I'd probably smoke a couple cigarettes. <laughs> no it it you know the logies wasn't there when i was in school like they had logan's which is it, it, basically the same thing but yeah, our place right. was 747 like that was that was the tried and true okay we went there and there was a place over by uh like just by, over by the dorms that you guys probably don't even know about this but mr bills was over in stubman village like just southeast of uh adams tower uh, yeah. like the dormitory and like that shopping center it was it was amazing it was like yeah. the a smoky filled bar that was just it was unbelievable Ooh. it was like your very typical stereotypical college bar uh, i think Vibes. all the uh, all the old people would uh, would definitely know what mr bills is <laughs> well, hey that, that was the spot to take the sneaky link braden mr bills <laughs> nah too many people be there. I can't take it to Mr. Bills. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. It sounds like too many people at Mr. Bills. I can't do that. Am I, am I running? No, it people? was. I can't do that. It was awesome. They, uh, there was only like two waitresses really true that ran the place, like two bartenders. They were both named Rita. One was a white girl. One was a black girl. And they were like, the, they were the most awesome people. Like they'd start making out with customers at the end of the night. It was, it was oh. an unbelievable place. Both? Wow! What, wait, they're both they're they were both named Rita. Rita. They were both named Rita, and they both lived man. like you know where the cow house is, like right around the corner from uh, the dorms. I don't. It might have been painted differently now, but it was. It used to be painted like a uh, like white and black, like it was a cow, and they lived like wow. catty corner to it. It was amazing. It was a it was a true true like you had to be there moment. This is probably going way over yeah. your guys' heads. I'm still wow. stuck on the fact that a black girl was named Rita. <laughs> well, it might have been short for something. I I have no idea, but it, no, she was no. she was awesome. She was awesome. Eddie, that sounds like amazing, bro. You, yeah, you, it was, it, dude, it was fun. It was fun. That seven was like I mean, seven wasn't around when you guys were there. Like, I guess maybe a little bit of, towards the end of your starting your both of your guys' careers. Yes, yeah, yeah, bro. I I had I had my official visit. To sevens and they I took you there. Fall. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was there. I'm just walking around in a circle the entire time. Yes, yeah. sir. Yep. No, it was you awesome. Graduate from OU. Yeah, 2010. 2010. Okay, I yep. got there. Yeah, my official was in 16. Sevens was still there. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm I'm old. I'm old. Oh, I'm getting old. Don't ask me how I was 17 years old and I got in the sevens, but. Um, well, I, yeah, you know, everybody has their way to get in on those things, especially I mean, on officials. I would imagine, sometimes, you know. <laughs> oh man, this is some good stuff, Eddie. You mentioned earlier how you've seen the highs of the highs and the lows of the lows. Uh, Braden, cover your ears for a second. But this has been 
as of late, a, a new low for Oklahoma. And I, I, I'm not familiar with this. I'm not, I'm not familiar yeah. with the, the 500. I know Braden isn't either, and I'm not going to make him talk much more on it. Yeah. But what, tell us your perspective, your opinion, um, and, and your, your general thoughts of the state of the program. Yeah, it, uh, you know, it kind of is what it is right now. I, I think that, you know, we did our postgame podcast last night and we did our uh, wrap up stuff from uh, Morgantown last night. And I, I think that like once you get to uh, the 10th point of the 10th game of the season and, you know, I'm sure that Braden, I'm sure that you guys get sick of us from the media side having to ask about it just as far as like the inattention to detail things that, you know, should be getting taken care of or getting pushed into the right direction. And I think that everybody just kind of goes, well, why is this continue to happen? And, uh, you know, I think that that, like, just from a big picture standpoint, when, you, uh, you know, Oklahoma brings in Brent Venables, I think that there was a lot of people that, you know, you go, okay, there's one thing that they're going to do, they're going to be able to control, and that's discipline, just flat-out discipline of a football team, uh, whether that be making tackles, being in the right gap, being able to line up, uh, you know, not jumping on fourth and one, not uh, uh, not lining up off sides on fourth and one on the opposite side of the football. It's just the little things that, uh, you know, you look up and all of a sudden you're five and five. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, what all three of the five losses uh, have been by one score and in position to win the game with less than four or five minutes left in the fourth quarter. So, uh, you know, I think that that's frustrating because you thought that that was going to be able to be, uh, you know, kind of alleviated or at least not something that you have to worry about. And, uh, you know, I, I think from the outside looking in, it, it feels like a, uh, you know, kind of a fragile situation just as far as, uh, you know, the way that the new staff has had to come in and they're trying to instill things. But then again, uh, you know, there is a culture within the program that it's not like they're taking over a program that went three and eight last year either. So it, it's it been, I don't know, it's been kind of fascinating. I, obviously, the fans are going to be angry. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, they're the same people that would be extremely happy if everything was going well. Everybody would be, uh, you know, getting, uh, getting you know, $100 handshakes on the side. But it just, I don't know. It's been, it's been not what I think obviously anybody's expected. Uh, you know, I'm, the the one thing that I think that I always forget about, and I'm sure that you know Braden would know this more than anybody that you know the 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 people that are going to bitch and complain on on Twitter and social media and all that kind of stuff, uh, it the the vocal minority is usually the loudest, and I think you know for the most part the majority knows that uh, or believes that Brent and you know this staff can get everything progressing into the right direction here over the next couple of years. Uh, but you know, you keep putting out performances and I, I don't know, this is just awkward, but like keep putting performances out how they played yesterday. I think that there's a certain level of, uh, you know, the fan base isn't going to accept it. And it is kind of yeah. unacceptable to, to put that out there at the university of Oklahoma. I think everybody knows that. Yeah. It's a little bit weird saying they, when you got the captain right here, huh? Yeah. yeah. No, it is. I mean, it is. It is. <laughs> and, but he, I mean, Braden knows that. Like, I would, I, I would say that to his face. You know, if we were in person, yeah. it, it just like it yeah, is what no it doubt. is. I, I've, I've been surprised that it hasn't come together. Uh, you know, more quickly this year. It just seems like every time that there's a chance to get momentum in within a game, or to be able to get off the field on third down or fourth and ten, like yesterday, it's like right. it just it ju it doesn't happen. And then on the flip side, it's something else with the offense. Yeah, no, like, Braden. I agree. Like, you can go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, uh, no, I, I was just going to say, I mean, I think, you know, Eddie kind of hit it on the head and said exactly what I said off air, uh, or maybe on air. I can't remember at this point. But uh, well, you take, you know, three of those games, and I said the same, Eddie. I said uh, two of those games. I mean, you know, the obviously the TCU-Texas game, that's a sticky situation. Football, that's just how, sometimes how the cookie crumbles. Quarterback goes out. Tough situation, okay? You take those two out the picture. But you take the rest of the games this season, the losses that we've, you know, had this season, and those are losses that we kind of brought upon ourselves. You know, all credit to the other yeah. teams and everything always. But, sure. I mean, sure. man, I mean, there's real opportunities there. And you take a couple plays out of those games, just a couple, too, not even a lot, just a, just a handful, of them, maybe three, maybe four. And you turn them the other way, 
and you're talking about an eight and two season compared to a five and five season, you know? Yeah. And- which is drastically different at this point. And, you know, I, it, it is crazy. Like, and you, you hear Brent talk about it and it's kind of cliche from a coaching standpoint, but uh, you know, game of inches, every foot matters, you know, little things, attention to detail and things break the other yeah. way. You know, obviously we're talking about something else. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, I wish I told you all this off air. I, I wish I could point to a bunch of reasons and tell everybody and be like, you know what, this is why we're not too good right now. You know, it, it's, it's yeah. this, you know, or it's this. Yeah. But quite frankly, it really truly is mind boggling. I know y'all have heard it in the media from Coach V, you know, but the buy in was there all year long. We were doing extra work when. You know, most schools were still at home. We came back a week earlier to do extra work. We were doing voluntary, like, practices, got together two, three times a week in the summer. So it, it really is kind of, like like I said, mind-boggling, it, it, especially this late in the season. Um, so, I, sure. I, you know, I can't give too many answers on why not. Um, but what I can do as a leader is just continue to teach and just make sure that the younger guys know, like I said earlier in the podcast, this is the OU. And, you know, now that you've seen a lot of different situations, you might have you 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 have the answers to the test. And now in the future, you'll be able to change those those outcomes of these games. Brayden, let me ask you this and then, Eddie, I'll, I'll come back to you with another question. One of the plays that I can distinctively remember, because. It, it was you. It's not like this happens often, but we're going to use you as an example because uh, you're convenient. <laughs> right. uh, yesterday, we you you ran uh, what I know as Redskin, right? Mm-hmm. And you you ran one pat one yard past the line of scrimmage. They call the play back. Ultimately, could have been a touchdown. And those are one of the the quote unquote discipline plays that Eddie was talking about. Something that was completely in our control. Right. You know, something that should have been a touchdown. And I, and I know you do know this. I'm not criticizing you. But these are some of the moments that we've talked about in the past. And you ha- you haven't had many of these. But in order for, like we said, a young guy, right, to learn from the those type of mistakes, what does that process look like? So for you to not make that mistake again, what, what does that look like for you? And how does that look like for everything else, for everybody else that maybe – we're not seeing the connection for like the next game. Does that make sense? Like wh- yeah. where, where is the learning from the mistakes? What, why is, why isn't that like, is there a reason or I, I, I don't know. I'm not asking for, for you no, to point out one thing, but how do you approach correcting your mistakes? Uh, You know, it, it's, it's kind of tricky because a lot of the situations that are happening are like, how do I say this? Um, they're the same situations, but have happened in different ways. And what I mean by that is, I mean, well, th- that penalty that was called, you know, the blocking down the field and, you know, me being a yard past the line of scrimmage hasn't been called this year, but really has never been presented this year. And, you know, we got, you know, kind of a tackle that's a little bit deep into the the backfield, I'm going around him, and I'm thinking just get a little bit more vertical so I have a step on the guy that might be chasing me from the inside, right? So I think at that point is just, uh, okay, well, that happened. We see it on film. Now it's just an alignment and, uh, you know, alignment standpoint at that. How can I put myself in a better situation? It's so much little things that go into football, and that and that's the biggest thing that we need to advocate to the young guys. You just can't go out there and play, right? Obviously in that situation, you know, super small detail that comes back in a big way. But at that point, it's just alignment. You know, I align a little bit or align a little bit deeper, my take my motion a little bit deeper in the backfield. That same way I, you know, come around the tackle, well, maybe I don't have to be as far upfield at that time, you know? So mm-hmm. um just assignment, alignment, assignment, and then just being detailed to it, you know? Um, yeah. But knowing those in, in terms of your, in terms of your, you know, your latter question, uh, how do you 
you know, teach the young guys. It's just, uh, the, you know, this, this whole season at this point has been a learning process, right? So just making sure that, like I said earlier, the young guys see this, understand some of the things that in situations that we have been in this season and they can correct that going forward. You know, obviously I'm going to be there to, to correct that in the now and, you know, make sure, but I'm not going to always be here. So it's imperative for me to tell yeah. these guys, you know, little give the, the leaders of next year's team, little tidbits and aspects where that can, you know, help themselves and others, you know, do better. So it's, it's a process mm -hmm. of fixing myself, obviously, but then telling the younger guys how I fixed myself so that they can go about it and fixing themselves and fixing other teammates in the future. Long like answer, that. loaded answer, but yeah. No, you're good. That's exactly what people need to hear. Eddie, from a reporter standpoint, you see the Sooners struggling this year. How do you approach your job and re reporting? Is there a, a particular bias that you are projecting as in the positivity of the Venables era? Or is your your reporting neutral, straightforward, and you're just saying, hey, this is where we are? Um, are you providing Sooner Nation hope? Like, what what is your stance and how you approach what what you do? Maybe a little bit of everything, like a little yeah. bit of all of the above. And you know, the, the 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 thing that sucks, I think, for everybody is just from a media standpoint and the way that we present things. Uh, you know, whether it be on Sooner, you know, on Sooner Scoop or Twitter or wherever, it's tough because you're you're either gonna it, it's like everything in this world. You're either gonna have you know people over here, you're gonna have people over here. They don't want anything in the middle, and I think you can say like both things can be true is that, you know, obviously this hasn't gone how everybody thought it would go. And uh, as disappointing as that is, and as angry as people can be about it, you can also still say, but I still believe that, you know, this staff and, you know, this program is going to be okay in the long run with Brent Venables, mm -hmm. uh, you know, leadership. So it's been tough, man. It, this has been one of the more trying years. I think that uh, just from a standpoint of, you know, there's not really a whole lot, uh, you know, we can say on a podcast or we can say on the radio show or, you know, on Sooner Scoop or on the message boards or wherever uh, that's going to make anybody feel better about the situation. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's so much venom just, I think, within the fan base right now, uh, because, you know, I, there, uh, there's a lot of people and especially the, the vocal majority or the vocal minority that are out there on social media. Uh, they don't they don't give a damn about the process of building a foundation for the program. They just worry about going or being able to go into their office on Monday and being able to give the person in, you know, that works with them in the break room a bunch of hell because Oklahoma won up 50 to nothing on Saturday. And they've been able to yeah. do that for the last five, six, seven years. So, uh, you know, I I think that it's been a long time coming uh, this kind of this year as far as a lot of things catching up with uh, the program. And, you know, unfortunately, it's kind of unfolded like it has and. Uh, you know, it just comes down to making more plays than the other team. And, you know, some of those games, like Braden said, have been they've been games in the fourth quarter that if you can get off the field or if you can go make a play, uh, you have a chance to go win. And you just haven't been able to do that. And I think the toughest thing for Oklahoma fans is that for so long, they have been able to make that play or they have been able to get off the field. And, you know, when, you know, you don't have historically great offenses like they had in 17, 18 and 19, uh, you know, to somewhat bail the other side of the ball out. Uh, this is kind of the reality that you live in, or you get a penalty that you weren't getting in some of those other games in the past couple of years. So uh, yeah. it's been interesting, man. Like, I, I think that yesterday was kind of the first time, and this is me saying it for anybody that's, that's out there. These the, Braden certainly not saying that. That was the first time that I thought that there were some coaching decisions that was like, what what's going on here? I I thought, uh, and I you know I've already said this on the podcast, so it's already out there. But I thought right. the I thought kicking the field goal with six and a half minutes left was asinine. But yeah. you know I well it just it's it's one of those things that I think that even Brent as a head coach is going to have to continue to develop, continue to uh, uh, kind of figure out how to lead in those certain situations or make those decisions. Maybe not lead, but just make those decisions. And uh, you know I I think that there's a lot of things that are still coming together under a first year head coach that are evident that, uh, you know, sometimes it just, it doesn't go the way that everybody thought it was going to go. Right. And, uh, you know, you kind of get the results that you did on Sun on Saturday in Morgantown. I will say that I 
hope this this season, if anything, allows for the fans as well as the players to to recognize the young guys specifically that winning is hard. Yeah, the, the Big Twelve, the uh, uh, and uh, uh, Eddie, I don't know if you know, but I've brought up Lincoln's names a couple times throughout this season. And he always used to tell us, like, people overlook the fact that winning is hard. Everybody, the I, 12, the I'd, SEC, sit, the, I'd, I'd sit in the back and roll my eyes when he would talk about, like, winning the winning Big 12 games is hard because, you know, yeah. we've done it for so long and at such a consistent level. But, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it's just, like, I, I 100% agree that, uh, especially around here, the idea of winning football games and playing elite football has yeah. been taken for granted for a yep. long, long time. Yeah. A long mm-hmm. time. Like I said, talk- yeah, like, oh, you know, like, like you said, like it's been taken for granted by the fans. It's also been taken for granted by, you know, the players. You got guys coming in that, you know, don't know, you know, and not, not pointing the fingers at like any freshman this year. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm just saying in general, when you have a program that has had so much success, you got guys that typically come into programs like that and haven't earned anything like that, but just go out there and expect to win. I've said this on the podcast before, just expect to win because you got, OU on the helmet and that's not how it works. You know what I'm saying? You got to go out there and earn it. You know, you, you, you expect to win because you're OU, but not because you, not because like, you're expecting another team to lay down. You expect to win because, like I said, the work that you put in, you know, right. the 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 grind that you have endured, you know, the the top caliber coaches and you know the the all the game planning and all that stuff that goes into it. But I think it has been taken for granted for a long time, you know. And uh, like I said, I hate that it happened. My, it, it, you know, it's happened in my senior year, but yeah, it it happens everywhere, you know. Yeah, everywhere, every, yeah, every school, and, every, every, and in every bit of life, right? You, you, you look at football on on paper, right? Let's. I know I'm going to uh, upset some people with this one, right? But on paper, the Dallas Cowboys are better than almost every single team in the NFL, right? Losing, Alabama, all the five stars, six and two. Why aren't they back in the national championship? Oklahoma on paper is better than almost the rest of the big big 12, maybe except for Texas. I think they have a few more four or five stars, right? Caleb, uh, let, 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 let's see Spencer Rattler, five star quarterback. You know, he was this and that, like it's still, still losing, you know, your marriage, right? People who, who can, you can relate to this, your marriage, you know, you think you marry the best person in the world. You don't think there's going to be some trouble at some point in that marriage. Like right. just because you have, the tools that doesn't mean the outcome of the product that you are developing is going to be successful. And so hopefully this humbles our audience. It definitely has humbled me as a podcast host because you, you really find out who can host a good show when Oof. you're losing. And yeah. yeah, the, yeah. My podcast people can relate to this one. You know, what what type of podcast host do you really love to host podcasts when you're losing like (laughs) it's not the easiest thing getting up on a monday morning and having to roll into a radio studio or into a podcast studio and and talk about everything that unfolded on saturday i can't imagine having to do it the day after like you are right now try doing it when you played in the game (laughs) oh my god dude that was yesterday from a weather standpoint that's a top three (laughs) Most miserable game I've been on the field for. That uh, was bad. 20, 2013 up in Manhattan was like, I think it was wind chill was like below zero. Bedlam was below zero. The same, like yeah. a couple weeks later. Those two are the probably 1A, 1B. This was maybe number two, though, just from a standpoint. I tried of, to tell them. I was not prepared. Like I had jackets and stuff, but it was just yeah. so wet the entire game. I tried to tell them. I mean, 30, 39, 40 degrees. And the crazy thing is, it started off being a nice day. It was yeah. like 51, yeah. no wind. Dude, I mean, when it, it came out for the second half, the yeah. second half was no. like 10 degrees colder than it was in the yeah, first half. Yeah, like you could start, you could feel it start blowing in. By the end of the game, you know, I don't, first off, I, for the fans, I barely wear anything talking about under the pads, right? I have maybe, I have a shirt, but it's cut, right? I mean, by the end of the game, because it's been raining, it's so cold. I'm I'm growing like icicles on my hairs and stuff like that. <laughs> like 
I'm in that thing. I mean, there was really one point where like we're on kickoff return and I'm looking, you know, I'm looking at the kickoff team and we're both looking at each other. And I have a side one where I'm like, y'all know the movie 300 where the, the, the Spartans were in the rain and they were fighting. And I yeah. was really like, that's really us right now. <laughs> was like, it was, was like it, in terrible conditions. It's cold. It's raining. We're really out here slugging it out. And, you yeah. know, they I don't think the people realize how much it was raining. Yeah, it yeah, it, yeah. It was good when you were on the field, but when you yeah. go off the field, you know. And then me, I pride myself on being a tough guy, you know. And there's so many people by the heaters, so I don't even mess with it. So I wasn't even going by the heaters, but yeah, that was a uh, that was. I've never played in a game like that, so that was an experience for sure. Tough I mean, game. drenched, water dripping off the face mask. I mean, you hit somebody first off. My my helmet was chipping. I guess that means I was yeah, I was you know laying that. the wood. You saw that yeah, I, my helmet was chipping. So, um, I thought but, yeah. I was looking at your helmet. I was like, "What is that black thing on his helmet?" Then I was like, "Oh, he doesn't have paint there." Yeah, <laughs> I was. He's making. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, water coming down the face mask and all types of stuff. I mean, you taking gloves off. And the funny thing was, it was stop rain, stop rain, rain, stop rain. You're taking gloves off. You're putting it yeah. on. I yeah. mean, I was just like, I'm just going to keep them on. It, it's just, it was awful. Yeah. We should have got Eddie some uh, miserable, miserable some weather miserable. gear. Oh, and then I had a, I had a, somebody uh, should have sent me some. I had a uh, hand warmer. And yeah. then they, they gave at the beginning of the game, they're like, just in case it rains, here's this waterproof hand warmer. I'm like, okay, cool. A I try to use it during the game. Warmer? Yeah, it wasn't. It was no, not. It, it was. It, it wasn't was waterproof. It was not waterproof. No, there, there's no. Send that back thing. to Nike. Send it. That's Nike's fault. It I'll was get on their ass. That thing was soaked. I mean, to be fair, Nike is gonna be like, "Did y'all see the game y'all played in?" To be fair, it was porn. <laughs> okay, but yeah, <laughs> that no, it was, did not work. It was. It that was the like the wettest I've been after a game, just as far as pause that was uh that was the weird that was just weird though it was my feet were like i was not prepared and morgantown's been weird because i think that like that was probably from a temperature standpoint the warmest it's ever been when we've been up there uh I'm trying to think like 16 and 18 it snowed pretty hard up there was it 18 that uh it was like snowstorm basically when, oh, uh, so that was, uh, we weren't there. Was that yet. sixteen? That was sixteen. It might have been yeah. sixteen then. I remember yeah, watching sixteen. That on TV. Yeah, yeah, eighteen. Yeah, like we went up there. Up there. It was cold. Yeah, when we went up there. Eighteen. It was cold, but it, it wasn't like raining or yeah. snowing or nothing like that. It was just really uh, cold. He's talking yeah. about in sixteen when Didi had like three touchdowns. Yeah, the yeah. yeah, that was a hell of a yeah. game. Where they took that fun. picture and you could barely see nothing behind them. Yeah. yeah, it was a blizzard up there at like the beginning of the game. Like you walked out, came down the tunnel or whatever, and it's like. Oh, okay. This is going to be an interesting yeah. night. Well, Eddie, this is all this is all the time we got for you this week, man. Thank you for oh, coming. Oh, yeah, on to I the appreciate podcast. it. I appreciate it, guys, um, anytime. Before we let you go, is there anything you want to share with the people? Anything on your mind? Any motivation, shout outs or <laughs> something you got before you leave? No, us? I I I think that it's just one of those things that people are going to be disappointed, uh, and rightfully so. I think that you know both of you guys would agree that uh, there's reason for disappointment right now within the program. Uh, but I do think that, like, I'm still a firm believer that Brent Venables is going to be able to figure this thing out. Uh, it's just you know going to take some time, and I think that there are some some pretty hard realities and some pretty hard truths that. Uh, you know, I think everybody uh, is going to just kind of have to look in the mirror and accept. And then you kind of got to It's one of those things like you can either uh, learn from it, like Braden has said, and the young guys are going to learn from it. And the program's going to find a foundation here in the first year. Or, you know, I, I think that there will be some people that, uh, you know, probably have to exit the program. and They're going to get guys in there that want to uh, want to be there. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all kind of turns out. And, you know, obviously with Bedlam this week. Uh, you know, I think that catches anybody's attention here in the state of Oklahoma. So, uh, you know, it's probably not the uh, the game and the expectations of the game that uh, everybody, everybody thought it was going to be when in, uh, when we started this thing. But, uh, you know, it's it, it, it is what it is. I love college football to death. And, um, you know, it's it's you know, there's going to be a point where, you know, here over the next two weeks uh, that, you know, the season comes to a close, the regular season comes to a close and. Uh, you know, I think that everybody's going to look up in the middle of December and January and 
you kind of get that itch again and you kind of get that uh that 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 need for uh, college football so you might as well enjoy it while you have it and you know i appreciate you guys having me on and uh yeah Braden, enjoy the uh the final dance at the uh the palace there on saturday thank you mr rodazovich appreciate you for your time absolutely guys anytime <laughs>